The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. Take your Bibles again, if you would, and look at Luke chapter 9, verse 23. We want to talk about this evening about take up your cross. The Bible says here in Luke chapter 9, and it says here in verse 23, And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Notice what it says. He must uh, let him deny himself. Uh, I think a lot of times self gets in the way. Self gets in the way of serving God. Self gets in the way of doing the things that God would have us do. Self gets in the way of humility. Self gets in the way of us being used by God. But he said, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That phrase there, take up your cross, is found a couple times in the Word of God. In Matthew 16, in Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter number nine. The cross pictures the suffering that a Christian will go through, the things that a Christian will have to bear, the things that are brought upon the Christian life. As we heard this morning, Jesus suffered extreme agony on the cross. So we too have a cross we must bear. I've been in the ministry for many years, 24, 25 years in the ministry, and you know, and been married going on 30 years this coming March. We've had a lot of different times. Now, I've had a lot of times in my life where it was good. A lot of times in my life, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It's been fun. Uh, good things happening. Blessings in my mind. But there's a lot of times I look back and I see the cross. I see the burdens. I see the struggles. I see the sufferings. And many times I had to, as a family, or as a husband, or as a couple, had to go through some suffering in our life. As a Christian, we too have a cross we must bear. Maybe tonight you say, Brother Butler, I feel like I'm bearing or carrying a cross. I feel, Brother Butler, right now that I carry a burden in my life. I am carrying a burden that's unbearable. I'm carrying a burden that I cannot bear. I struggle with it. To be honest, I get discouraged by it. I can't handle it. There's a cross that we all must carry. What cross are you facing today, my friend? Are you facing the cross of sickness? Are, are you right now carrying the burden of sickness? You say, Brother Butler, I have this sickness and I've been sick. And, you know, there's many in our nation right now that are struggling with sickness. All around the country and all around the world, there are those that are suffering with this sickness. Besides all the other things that we have to go through with sickness. And they, they say that this thing is discouraging and this thing is disheartening. Maybe tonight you say, Brother Butler, I am carrying the cross of sickness and I don't like carrying this cross. I don't like bearing this burden. Maybe tonight your cross is finances. Maybe it's you're struggling financially. Don't know how you're going to make it. Don't know how you're going to pay the bills. Don't know how you're going to go forward. Don't know how you're going to feed the family. Maybe that's your cross that you bury, the cross of finances, the burden of finances. I bear this burden. I carry this burden in my life called finances maybe the cross is a cross of disappointments where you had hope 
where you saw something and you thought it was going to work out a certain way. You know, in America here a few weeks ago, things were going pretty good. Life was going pretty easy for the most part. People had jobs and the finances were doing good and, and everything's going well. And all of a sudden, from one day to the next, people lost their jobs. And, and, and there's people that are going through some hard times right now. And they're dis disappointed and discouraged. And maybe tonight you carry the cross of disappointment. Brother Butler, I'm disappointed in what's going on in my life. I'm disappointed with what's going around, around me. Maybe you're disappointed with others. Maybe there are those that are blaming God. Maybe those that are walking away from God. Maybe those that are uh, doing things that you never thought they would do. And you're disappointed by that. Maybe that's the cross you carry. is the cross of disappointments. Maybe it's the cross of discouragement. I'm down and I'm discouraged, Brother Butler, to be very honest. I can't hide it any longer. I'm discouraged. I'm distraught, I'm down, and, and I don't know if I can take another step, and I don't know if I can handle this any longer. Maybe it's a cross of discouragement. The cross of discouragement. Maybe it's a cross of fear and anxiety. Brother Butler, I, I fear. I'm fearful. What do I do? Brother Butler, I have anxiety and, and, and I'm, I'm fearful of the uncertainty. I hear things on the news and, and I hear what people are saying and, and, and I'm fearful and I'm scared and, and what do I do? Maybe the cross you carry is a cross of fear and uncertainty. Whatever your cross is, be assured that our Lord faced and accepted His cross and He too will give you Strength to bear your cross. Whatever it is that you're going through, our Lord and Savior is there with us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation or that trial or that burden also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. My friends, tonight God wants to help you with your burdens. God wants to help you as you bear that cross in your life, as you carry that burden. God loves you and God cares for you. And God says that he'll make a way for you to carry it. He'll make a way for you to escape that anxiety, to escape the fear, to escape the trouble. In Hebrews chapter number 12 we see here, wherefore, in, in verse number uh, uh, one, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience a race is set before us. In verse number two, what do we need to do? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, the joy of, of, of salvation, the joy of saying it is finished, the joy of seeing something completed, the joy to see the end result. It says he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You know, most of our battles takes place in our minds. 
We faint first in our minds. We fear first in our minds. We get distraught in our minds. We worry in our minds. Before it even happens, we start to allow our minds to get us discouraged and doubt. But the Bible says here, not, he, says, he said, lest we be wearied and faint in our minds, we're not to get weary and we're not to faint in our minds. You know, we can't control the outside. I can't control the outside circumstances. I can't control the government. I can't control this virus. I can't control my bills. I cannot, there's a lot of things I cannot control. But one thing I can control is my mind. I can give my mind and my heart to the Lord and I say, God, rest my mind. God, give me peace in my mind. Settle my heart. Lord, I need a trust in you. The Bible says in Romans 8, verse 18, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. As you suffer, as you go through hard times in your life, as you're going through discouragements and fear and anxiety and worry and trouble, do you realize that that will not be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us? Do you know that God is working something good in your life? God is doing something in our world. There are people today that are hearing the gospel that never heard it before. There are people today hearing the gospel that never would hear it before. Their ears are opening. Their eyes are opening. They're wondering. They're asking. They're searching. Our world today is realizing that they need God. God is doing a work in our churches. I see churches where people are willing to, to be arrested and people are willing to uh, get tickets to, to park at a parking lot to hear the service. I wonder if those are the same people that maybe missed church when they didn't worry about getting a ticket. Think about it. We're changing. We're seeing things now. We're more concerned about being in church. We're more concerned about doing things for God. Hey, God is saying here, he says, don't be weary, don't faint. Why? Lest you be weary and faint in your minds. He said, there's something that God is doing. And he says, that will not be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I believe this church, when we get back together, we're going to be a better people. When we come back to church, I believe we'll appreciate our pastor more. I believe when we come back to church, we'll appreciate our pews again. When we come back to church, we'll appreciate the children's classes in the nursery. And we'll appreciate the Sunday school classes. We'll appreciate all those things. Hey, God is doing something. Let us appreciate what God is doing in us. I see people reaching out. People loving others. People doing things for others. You know, there is no greater joy than to, and one of the great joys is to serve people. Man. People are getting where they want to serve people. People are getting where they want to do things for others. God is doing something in us that is a good thing. Hey, we're loving our family more. We're spending more time with our family. We're caring more. We're praying more. We're more concerned about the things of God. Hey, God is doing something. And he says that, hey, nothing can com be compared. None of your sufferings and none of your woes and none of your agony can be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now, here's some things we must realize about our cross. Number one, we must realize you're not the only one who is carrying a cross. 
Number one, realize you're not the only one who is carrying a cross. You know, a lot of times we think that we're the only one. Well, I'm the only one that is carrying this cross. I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one that's suffering. I'm the only one that is hurting. No, realize you're not the only one carrying a cross. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, 2 Timothy 3 verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Are you surprised that you're going through hard times? Are you struggling with the thought that you would ever suffer? Do you realize that you're not the only one suffering? You know, I heard someone here recently said that the fears and anxiety and the sufferings we're going through is what many have gone through in other countries with, with, with their, their, their countries under war and, and, and besieged by, by the enemy and how they go through hunger and all the suffering and all that. And, you know, and many times we don't remember them. Many times we don't even think of them. But, hey, let me say again, you're not the only one that is bearing a cross tonight. Hey, look around. There's others also that are bearing a cross. Every one of us can dwell on our sufferings. But don't forget that you're not the only one that is suffering. Number two, realize the cross you're carrying was allowed by God for you. Realize the cross that you're carrying was allowed by God for you. I don't like this cross. I don't like this burden. I don't like this trouble. I don't want it in my life. Go away. Get it out of my life. God says that is what I prescribed for you. That is what I allowed in your life. Realize the cross you're carrying was allowed by God for you. Philippians 1.29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. You know, Job suffered. Do you know that God had a purpose for Job's suffering? God had a plan for Job's suffering. God has a plan for your suffering. Job, the Bible says, was perfect and upright. One that feared God and eschewed evil. He prayed for his children every day. But even though he did everything that any Christian would think to do for God, he also suffered. He also carried a cross. He also went through agony and struggles. He saw his, his, his material things gone and stolen, his children dead. He saw sickness come upon him. And all these things, God looked down and he said, Satan, he says, have you considered my servant Job? And God bless Job for being faithful. Oh, I tell you, through these times, it's easy to get discouraged. Through these times, it's easy to want to get mad at God. But God says, hey, let it work in you. Hey, I've allowed it in your life. Let it work in you something good. Let me say quickly, as we look here, number two, realize the cross you're carrying was allowed by God for you. Number three, realize that God wants to help carry your cross. Realize that God wants to help carry your cross. Do you know that God doesn't just leave you alone with your burden? 
God doesn't cast a burden on you and walk away. But God puts that burden on you and he stands there with open arms and he says, hey, would you help, allow me to help you? Will you allow me? I will help you carry that burden. I will help you carry that cross. But you got to ask me. Realize that God wants to help you carry your cross. Psalms 55 verse 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Do you know that God never meant for you to carry your cross alone? God never meant for you to carry your burden alone. But God is looking at you and God is looking at me today. And God is with an open ear and he says, will you call upon me? Will you cast your burden on me? And God says, if you'll put your burdens at my feet, I will help you carry those burdens. You were not meant and created to carry your cross alone. But you must understand that Christ is there. He says, cast your burden upon him. Realize that God wants to help carry your cross. Number four, realize, <clears throat> realize that while your cross is sometimes unbearable, you must never allow it to stop you. <clears throat> realize that while your cross is sometimes unbearable, you must never allow it to stop you. You must keep going forward. Amen. Forward. Going forward for God. This struggle comes your life. This heartache comes your way. This dis disappointment comes your way. This problem in your life. And you say, I just want to quit. I just want to throw in the towel. I'm just going to walk away. No, my friend. Realize that while your cross is sometimes unbearable, you must never allow it to stop you. Philippians 3, verse 8, Yea, doubtless, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. You know what? We too must say, I count it but loss. Hey, the things I went through, the sufferings, the struggles, the heartaches, the hard times, the fears, the anxieties, the worries, the pain, the suffering, the sickness, whatever it is. You say, God, I, 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 don't, I don't feel worthy to, to better carry and struggle with these things in my life. But God, you have allowed it. And Lord, help me to make me better for you. Help me never to walk away from you. Realize that while your cross is sometimes unbearable, you must never allow it to stop you. Don't allow that cross to, or that burden to stop you. As we see here in the Bible, it tells us here. Uh, here we see it says here. He says that in, uh, for unto you is given in behalf of Christ, not only believe on him, but also suffer for his sake. Here we realize that, uh, that all of us are going to go through hard times. All of us are going to struggle but as you carry this cross in your life, realize that God has a plan. The Bible tells us here, he says that I may win Christ. Verse 9, it says, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness. This again is Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And be not found in him not only uh, mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering made more conformable unto his death, 
Brethren, verse 13, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching on those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My friend, keep pressing forward. Keep going forward. You know what? One of these days, the, this thing will be lifted. The church house will open. You know what we want to see? We want to see you coming in with your family. Still serving God. Still believing in God. Still smiling for God. Walking in the church and sitting among the pews and rejoicing in the Lord. Hey, don't let your burdens, don't let your problems stop you. Keep on going for God. Now, how do you go about carrying this cross that's been given to you? How can we do that? You say, Brother Butler, how do I carry this cross? I see I have a cross. I see I have a burden. How do I carry it? Let me share these with you real quickly. Number one, <clears throat> understand and accept the cross you bear. Understand and accept the cross you bear. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, in verse 16, it says, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. You know what? If you suffer, don't be ashamed. Hey, understand and accept the cross you bear. Hey, understand that God will never give you anything that you cannot bear, anything that you cannot carry. Hey, realize that whatever God has given to you, it's for your good. It is for something that God wants to do in your life. He wants to bring something good out of your life and go ahead and say, Lord, I see it now. I see, I don't understand it all, but I understand you have it for me. Lord, I accept it. And Lord, I will bear the cross that you've given to me. I see number two, thank God daily for what he's doing in your life through this cross. Thank God daily for what he's doing in your life with this cross. Do you know, none of us want the cross. None of us want the burdens. None of us want the trials and troubles. I remember years ago visiting a dear family from our church, they had a child that was born, a premature child. I'm talking about this child could, that my, my wedding band would fit over the hand and the arm of that child. Just a tiny, tiny little baby. And I remember that family and how they were uh, praying for God to take care of that baby and allow that baby to, to not pass away and to live. And we were praying with them and we were believing that God could do it, but trusting God, whatever his will is. But you know what? That burden that they had, that struggle that they were carrying, they allowed that struggle because the baby died to push him away from God. How sad Oh, I tell you what, it's a sad thing to see people that go through this. Hey, you know what? Whatever God has in my life, I want his glory. Hey, Lord, I don't know why you brought this in my life, but I want your glory. God, whatever you brought in my life, I want to thank you daily for it. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hey, the Bible says in everything give thanks. Thank God daily for what he's doing in your life through this cross. Say, God, as I get up today, Lord, we're, we're, we're confined to our homes. And God, there's this virus. And Lord, there's this sickness. And Lord, there's this trouble. And God, there's the bills. And Lord, there is no money. And God, I'm going through hard times. And God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But God, in all this, I want to thank you. For God, you're a great God. And Lord, you know what I'm going through. And Lord, you know how I'm, you're going to, I know you know that you're going to get me through this. And you know what the end result is. And God, I want to thank you, God, that you're in control. And everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Number three, and this is a very important point here. Number three, protect your spirit from becoming bitter protect your spirit from becoming bitter while going through this hard time while carrying this cross while carrying this burden this struggle this hard time these unbearable times protect your spirit from becoming bitter you can't control again what's on the outside a man you can control your spirit you can decide on the inside, I'm going to live for God. You can decide on the inside that I'm going to be joyful and I'm going to be happy. Don't be short with those around you. Don't be short with your family. Hey, love your family and, and rejoice. Why? Because God is in control. God is not dead. God sits on his throne. Hey, protect your spirit from becoming bitter. Don't allow bitterness to creep in your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In Proverbs 18, verse 14, Proverbs 18, 14, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. The Bible tells us again, keep thy heart with all diligence. That word keep means to protect. You know, we need to protect our heart. We need to protect our spirit because if we have a wounded spirit, if we allow ourselves to get bitter, we allow ourselves to be consumed by our burdens, who can bear? Nobody around us will be able to bear our spirit. And we won't even be able to bear our spirit. There'll be bitterness and frustration and anger and, 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 and being short with others. Protect your spirit from becoming bitter. Number four. How do you get through this time of carrying your cross and these burdens? Number four, while giving attention to the areas in your life that this cross is affecting, don't forsake the other parts of your life. While giving attention to the areas in your life that this cross is affecting, don't forsake the other parts of your life. I had a conversation with a young man this week. This young man was going through some pretty hard times. This young man, I could tell, was, was allowing the things in his life to fall apart, was allowing different areas of his life to fall by the wayside. His spirit was changing. His job was being affected. His, his relationships were being affected. All the different things around him was being affected. And, and I pulled that man aside, and I said, Sir, I said, what's wrong I said, what's wrong with you? You don't seem the same anymore. 
And he said, well, it, it's just I'm, I'm despairing. He said, I'm despairing because I can't go to church right now and, and I gotta be in church and I'm despairing over that. He said, I'm despairing because I wanna be on the bus route and picking up those kids and I can't do it. I'm despairing over that. I want to be able to teach in that class and be involved with those kids, but I can't, and I'm despairing over that. I want to go out and, and talk to people, knock the doors, and go Sony, but I'm despairing over that. And he talked about family problems and despairing over his family, family going through things, and all these things around him were coming crashing down on him, and because he allowed all those things to overcome him, and because of all those things that were being affected by his circumstances, the other things that he still had in his life, he was letting them fall apart. You know, many times a parent that has a child with some kind of sickness, I've seen this, a child that has a terminal illness, and a parent so consumed with that one child, and they ought to be, and they ought to be there for their child. And they ought to love their child. And they ought to care for that child. And they ought to hug that child. And they ought to tell that child they love them. And they ought to be there with that child as you go through those hard times. And let that child know we're by your side. We'll never leave you. We'll be there. But while your child is going through those hard times of terminal illness, if you're not careful, you will walk away from all your other children that need you. I've known children grow up bitter because of something like this, because of a problem in a family that maybe a, a mom, that a dad, a husband left her, and she got so consumed with her, her life not having her husband that she forgot her children. And I'm saying, folks, tonight, whatever burden you're going through, whatever trials you're going through, hey, realize you still got your family by you. Hey, realize you still got good things around you. Hey, realize you got the word of God. Realize you can get on live stream. Realize there's still things around you that's good. And don't allow the good around you to fall apart because of things you cannot have. And I told that young man, I said, wait a minute. I told that young man, let's talk about this. I said, what is it that your parents want most of you? What do they want most of you? He said, well, they want this and they want that. And they want me to, 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 to serve God and do more for God than they ever did. And I said, well, young man, if you fall away from God and you fall apart, you can't fix what's going on, young man. You cannot fix dad's problems. You cannot fix mom's problems. You cannot fix the bus route right now because we can't run the buses. You cannot fix the Sunday school class because we can't meet right now. You can't fix what's going on in the service right now. But young man, I tell you what, your parents want you to do more for God than they ever have. You can do more damage. Why don't you take what you do have? You have a mom and dad that are cheering you on. You keep serving God. You get back on fire. Hey, you know what? You go to work and your work is falling apart. Your job is falling apart. Hey, you have a testimony uphold. Hey, you at least get to go to work. You go to work, you, you, you give your very best. You put on a smile. You serve God. You do your very best. What I told that young man is don't allow the problems in your life to take away from what you do have. What you don't have, you can't control. But what you still have, parents, mom and dad, love those kids. Be patient with them. 
Hey, you know, husband, love your wife. You have your wife there. Be patient. Love her. Let her know you love her. Ladies, yes, you're scared. Yes, you get discouraged. Yes, you get down. But you got your husband. You got your children. You love them. Hey, we got a pastor. Our pastor's not feeling good right now, but we got a pastor. You let him know you love him. Hey, we have a church to come back to when this is over. Hey, praise God. Thank God for it. Hey, you know what? I don't care what you're going through, what it is that you're going through. Don't allow those things, what you're going through, to affect the things in your life that you still have. Lastly, once you secure your cross, once you're able to get through this burden, whatever burden it is, once you secure your cross, look for others that are carrying a cross that you can personally help. Now, we can do that while we're carrying a cross, but I'm saying a lot of times when we're under the cross, we're under the burdens. Oh, I tell you what, we're thinking about burdens and we're thinking about God and we're thinking about God getting us through this burden. But once things get better in those parts of your life, look around for others that are going through problems and reach out and help them. Ephesians 4, verse 2, with all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Ephesians 4, verse 2, we are to, we are to forbear one another in love. Hey, you know what? Don't forget those around you when you get through this burden, through this cross. I do have one more point. Number six, once the burden of carrying that cross has been completed, don't forget its lessons and allow it to make you better. Once the burden of carrying that cross has been completed, don't forget the lessons and allow it to make you better. The Bible says in, John, in James chapter one, it says, my brethren, verse, verse number two, it says, my brethren, James one, verse two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. At the end, God will fill that need for you. Hey, once the burden that you're carrying is over and completed, don't forget its lessons and allow it to make you better. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. The consecrated cross I'll bear till death shall set me free. And then go home my crown to wear, for there's a crown for me. O precious cross, O glorious crown, O resurrection day, ye angels from the stars come down and bear my soul away. By the way, the sun will shine again. The storm will end and the fog will lift and life will get better. But until then, take up your cross and follow him. Be faithful. Don't let your cross get you away from God. Don't let your cross get you discouraged and drop away from the will of God. Be faithful. Be thankful. Rejoice. Don't get discouraged over what you don't have, but rather rejoice in what you do have. Hey, there's one thing that can never be taken away from you, and that is called salvation. Oh, I'm glad my salvation is secured in Jesus Christ. I know that when I die someday that I will wake up in a place called heaven. 
The Bible says nothing that defileth shall enter therein. So I know we'll never have a virus up there. We'll never have troubles or heartaches or tears or, or any of those things will be up there. But I know I'm going to heaven, my friend, not because I'm Baptist, not because I'm a good person, not because I do good deeds. It has nothing to do about me. I have done nothing in my own efforts about to get myself to heaven. Salvation is dependent on Jesus Christ. Today is a resurrection day. Jesus rose again and he sits at the right hand of the Father. He has paid for our sins and all we got to do, my friend, is turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. If you're not saved today, if you don't know heaven's your home, let me encourage you this evening. I tell you what, I, I got a message yesterday uh, from the Hemingers. Uh, Heminger, Brother Mrs. Heminger said, TM trusted Christ as his Savior. And we rejoice over that. And I told him, oh, I tell you, I'll never forget it. It's on Easter weekend that you got saved. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tonight, if you're not sure you're saved, why don't you take care of your salvation tonight? I'd like to lead you in a prayer. All the prayer is, is you realizing that you're a sinner, realizing because of our sins, Christ died on the cross for us, realizing that he shed his blood and he, and he, and he put it, that blood on the mercy seat and realize that he died for you and me. And all we got to do is turn our faith into Christ. We need to put our faith on Christ and accept him as our savior. If you are not 100% sure without a doubt that you're going to heaven, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. And if you right now would pray this prayer, it's not the words that save you, it's you meaning it from all your heart. It's you opening up your heart to Jesus Christ and allowing him to come in your heart. And that is what saves you. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.